I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up? What up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Tina Butterwolf. It's your boy. It's okay. You're checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh -huh. Rebel Radio is going down. Would you say Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio, the weekly show where I bring you the rebels who are shaping our culture. I'm your host, Josh Levine. And, you know, when we talk about culture on this show... It's usually music, art, we have a lot of DJs. If you listen to this show, you already know. A lot of DJs, graffiti artists, producers, rappers, uh, streetwear designers, that kind of thing. And uh, I love all of that. That's why we do it. You probably love it too if you're listening. But, you know, culture is much more than that. And so today's guests are approaching a different area of culture. My guests are Shira Lazar and Jordana Bream, who are the founders of Peace Inside Live, which is a new community bringing movement, meditation, wellness, uh, yoga classes, mindfulness, all of that. Very much needed at this time in particular. I think it's always needed. Um, you'll hear us talk about in the interview. I've been doing some of those things for most of my life now and uh, have made a, made a huge impact on me and I think on our culture overall and, and more of that's needed. So it's really exciting to dig in with them on why now, how they're doing it, um, kind of a unique approach to building a business during this pandemic. I think you're gonna like it. Let's get into it. So I'm excited to talk about you guys and what you're up to. What, um, First of all, how, how do you know each other? Um, do you want to go, Jordana? <laughs> yeah, so we've known each other for about a little over 15 years. Oh, wow. We met uh, when we were both working on the same uh, music magazine. It was like women's lifestyle and music um, back in the zine days. Which magazine? I mean, 
Planet Verge. You wouldn't okay. know it because it was such an underground yeah, like community way. kind of magazine. Yeah. It was an e-zine. Mm -hmm. And it uh and I wasn't even, I think I was 21 or so. And for me, I reached out. I don't even know how I found Joelle who started this, but I loved it because it was all women. And it was a music magazine by women for, and you know, very catered for women. I yeah. thought that was so awesome. And I was looking for a news outlet or something to get credentials to go on the carpet. Cause I was building my reel and building mm -hmm. all my work. And so I got in touch with this uh, chick that started this and she's like, yeah, sure. You can be our West coast contributor. So, you know, but remember this is like an underground kind of passion project. For sure. And like, we're all just like, 20 and and now that seems weird because when you're people at 20 are like running their own business at this point but then we didn't have social media so it's like imagine when you're right. 15 and doing something that's like similar they're running now, their own like businesses 13. but they're still living at home yeah perhaps <laughs> but anyway so I, I it got me my credentials for the red carpet and that's how I, actually i got a lot of my interviews sure. for my reel that got me started but she was the east coast contributor i was the west coast contributor and we'd be on emails together and then she moved to la and we just connected there and i invited her under my birthday all this nice. stuff and we had similar communities uh and then she could tell her background yeah, after well, that I mean, we we had similar communities because I moved to LA, you mm -hmm. know, um, after living in New York city, my whole life, New York and New Jersey. And I only knew two people in Los Angeles. And so I met a lot of my friends, my first friends in LA at Shira's birthday party. Sure. I barely talked to Shira at her own birthday party, but I made friends that I still have today. So the lesson is if you only know two people, make sure one of them is Shira Lazar. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying I'm a good friend to have I <laughs> Absolutely. Mean, like, a degree separated from a lot of people, but yeah. And then after that, you know, she was in advertising and she could tell her story, but uh, she then out of nowhere, I was noticing her, she was po posting pictures and all these things from like Nepal mm -hmm. and the Himalayas and like, she was just, it was obvious she was having her, uh, what I considered at the time, her eat, pray, love moments, uh -huh. right? And so <laughs> I was like, doing in the Himalayas. That's I was like, so yes, I want some of this. And I was going through my own personal growth journey. And then I was like, man, I haven't talked to Jordan forever, but like, I love what she's doing. I'm just going to like head her up and let her know. So here and there I would like or comment on a post and then I would message her. And then one day she posted these amazing pictures. And she also announced that she was starting this 180 retreats company, which mm. was all about these retreats going to these incredible places including specifically the himalayas and i was like what is going on like what is going on with your life where are you how can i be part of this and she's like well it just so happens that i'm announcing a trip like next week oh, wow. to everest base camp and i'm like okay i didn't even research that's the thing i didn't even research anything i was just like yeah i'm gonna do it it's next nice. year i put a deposit down and then basically through that experience and through through going to Everest base camp together in a 10 day trek where our physical and mental selves were just like pushed to its their limits. Yeah. We became very close and then started co-creating, uh, around like bringing both of our work together cool. through social media and all that. And then here we are. Amazing. Is it a good idea to go to Mount Everest without researching it? <laughs> is that, is that recommended? 
<laughs> I, you know, I would say this, Ashira at least knew me for yeah. 15 or 16 years. And, I trusted her. Sure. And, um, that's and that's, that's the best, that's, that's it, right? If you are going with someone you trust, um, like I have, I have the best resources in mm. Nepal and the Himalayas. And so she didn't know that at the time, but she probably trusted that, you know, this is a woman that she's known for a long time. I was an executive producer and advertising and I right. left all of it to go into the Himalayas. I must be doing something right. And it's probably pretty safe. So we Although I must say, Josh, a week before this all went down, I did start freaking out. And Jordana knows this a week before. And I've been told that this happens. This is pretty normal, actually, because yeah. you are about to venture into something that is so unhumanly. Is that a word? Like, no. it's not human to go to these places. Right. And you do hear these stories. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's a better word. Um, all I see is these things like blood, sweat, and tears later. Literally, we made it. It is the hardest <laughs> thing I've ever done in my life. And like, hardest thing, most challenging. I've been through a lot, but this might take the cake. And I was like, I turn around to Bart at the time. I'm like, I don't think I know I'm ready for this. Like, I had not done any physical. And Jordana, to be fair, had had prep. Mm -hmm. She had a mental preparation for us, physical, all the stuff she had shared. Did I necessarily follow all of it? That's my own problem, sure. right? She had prepared all these things. She had materials. We were supposed to follow this curriculum yeah. that I ne didn't necessarily decide to do. <laughs> and so I, I decided, like maybe a few weeks before, I start working out a bit more, this, that. I go to, go to REI. I don't even know. Like, I'm just like getting ready because the most I've done is like, um, uh, Runyon Canyon here in Los Angeles. And so it's basically the same I thing. literally freaked the F out to the point where I got myself sick right before mm -hmm. I was so freaked out. I started having daydreams of things happening, the worst case scenario. And I thought I was walking myself into my death. Like literally I was like, I, Am I just accepting my death? Like it was like I was coming face to face with that. And then I talked to someone who had done Everest Base Camp a bunch of times. And even I think, had, I don't know if he's attempted Everest, but he's a mountaineer. Like this guy's yeah. legit. He was like, what you're experiencing is normal. Like mm -hmm. your body is telling you do not go because this isn't a normal thing to do. Right. But you need to know it's normal to feel this way. And like, you're going to be tricking yourself into thinking you should cancel. Like it was like all those things. And I got really sick. I got the flu right before. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is before COVID. So I was flying to China wow. and I flew with a mask, yeah. you know, and I was, you know, it was hard. Jordana barely thought I would make it going to the trip, but it was like by the second I got through my Z pack or something like that. Wow. And then I started the trip. Yeah. Long story short. So, yeah. um, what Jordana? I was just going to say, I mean, it's, it's, it is a big thing. And, yeah. and that's, and so that's why, you know, I, I prepare people, but it's, you know, transformation is not easy. Right. And yeah. Everest is the um, pun intended, the summit of that. Right? It's like the peak of transformation for your body, for your mind. And then like, um, you know, the connection between the mind and the body, can I actually do this? Like, I don't know about my body and can my mind actually go through? day after day of, of this hiking, traveling 20 hours across the world yeah. um, to a third world country. Is this really going to be okay? Let me talk to you real quick about Raycon earbuds. I feel like earbuds are so important now to our daily lives. I have mine in pretty much all day long because I might be on the phone, listening to music, podcasts, audiobooks, whatever I'm doing, I have my earbuds in. 
I need good sound. I need long battery life. I need a comfortable fit. And you know, and, and, I'm, and I've gone through a lot of different products to find the ones that best meet my needs. Raycon makes a great pair of earbuds. The Everyday E25 is their, their best ones yet. Over six hours of playtime. It's easy to pair with your phone. They look good, they sound good, they feel good. That's what's up. Uh, you know, it's called Raycon. It's founded by Ray J. You know, if they're good enough for Ray J, they're probably good enough for you. So give them a try. See how you like them. Now's the time to get your latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your first order at buyraycon.com slash rebel. That's buyraycon.com slash rebel for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds by raycon.com slash rebel. So the question for both of you, um, how, how does it change you? How are you different when you're back from before you went? Yeah. Jordana, um, sure? Cause Jordan has also been there, um, in the Himalayas more than once. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's, um, I've, I've been a few times, every time that I've gone, I've led incredible retreats, um, to just some of the most beautiful sacred places in the world. And, and then I come back to Santa Monica, California, mm-hmm. and I live, you know, in like the ocean park neighborhood where it's just, you know, sidewalks and beautiful gardens and mm-hmm. beautiful houses. And I, and I walk down that street and I, it's, it's such an interesting, um, you know, looking at that versus, wow, Nepal, and they're both beautiful. But there's this sense of when I walk down the sidewalk, like I I smile and laugh to myself Mm. because I think about like how interesting my life is and um, and how grateful I am to feel connected in both worlds and to understand that there's more than just the sidewalk. You know, there's more than just the sidewalk. There's, There's this whole other world. And, 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 you know, after Everest, um, you know, the other, um, treks and retreats were great, but Everest is, is really something for the mind. And so to to walk down the street in Santa Monica and to think, you know, I mean, I made it to Everest base camp, 18,000 feet. (laughs) I mean, that is, it's just like, you you feel like, okay, I can, I can kind of, I can pretty much do anything. Mm. If I can do that, I can do anything. What is it? What, what do I, what do I think I can't do? Cause let me remind myself again, that 18,000 feet, it's, it's mm. incredible. Yeah, that's cool. So it was really wild and that change that changes you. And similar to Jordana, like I came back one, it was crazy. Like I didn't even realize, like I came back, I put on my jeans and I was like, I have an inch off my waist. Like you were like, it was wild. Like sure. I had an inch the off. The brilliant my- thing is that we're eating so much food. And you're eating so right. much yeah, food. Of course. So you're burning it. <laughs> you're like burning it like, like you can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, but you get back. And I remember <laughs> I was having a hard time sleeping. You know, I was in a new place alone, just had a breakup, and I was having nightmares and hard time sleeping alone. And when I got back, I was like, sleeping alone in a nice bed oh my god i'd been in like these like tea houses yeah. and like card you know cardboard mattresses with like i mean you're literally in the mountains in the middle of nowhere like i stopped showering like so all these things that are um normal become luxuries it's mm-hmm. so, like you start to have gratitude you start to realize how the beauty and the simplicity and then also yeah like the the, the fact that you got through that that you can get through everything. Of course, real life comes in and it's easy to forget, which is why you get to put yourself back in those 
spaces sure. over and over again in life. Absolutely. So when's the next one, Jordana? When are we going? You know, the next one yeah. is, uh, was supposed to be a month ago. Yeah, I, yeah, bet. Right. I bet. So Jordana, yeah. you, you've done this many times. Um, yeah. And Cher mentioned you, you, uh, you try to prep people. So how does how does somebody prepare for uh, you know an extreme experience like this yeah i you know we actually titled the retreat that was supposed to be in april of 2020 let go and be in flow mm. and and that's really the most important component is like is that can you be in this flow because you just don't know what's going to happen um the, that's what the mountains teaches us is that it might be warm at one moment and then all of a sudden it starts to rain and you have to you know take your pack off put your poncho on and then it gets cold and you have to bundle up and then you get hot and then it the, the weather is changing right or or you know the the path is blocked off and you have to go the path that the that the the yaks go instead of the path that the people go right. and that's just gonna and it's gonna take an extra hour and a half on a six hour day and you have to be in flow with that okay i'm here i'm breathing i'm alive i'm moving through this so mm -hmm. um really the most important thing is 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 that and to do that you have to be in a state of calm a state of of relaxation and so one of the preparatory tools that i give people is the breath mm -hmm. how can we work with our breaths to our breath not only to um, increase lung capacity and to create some athletic performance we can do that with with our breath yeah. but also to calm us down to bring us to a state of um, the the vibrations and thoughts going on in the mind circling circling I can't do this I'm I'm gonna die I'm walking to my death letting that just like okay that's not real right that's that's um, that those are just thoughts and they're changing mm -hmm. and that's not that's not a reality that's gonna it's your monkey brain your survival brain you know yeah i mean i think that's great yeah. and i think about you know what what we're going through globally right now um yeah. and you know i um i mean i i have compassion for you know what whatever anybody is experiencing right um at the same time i also feel like you know, some of the anxiety and, I, and myself included um, and the fear that we have is the result of life in a lot of cases being too easy on a daily basis. And that we have all these modern conveniences and all this, um, you know, services and, and pampering at our at our fingertips. And then when shit gets tough, like we don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Um, uh yeah, Jack Cornfield. He says we live in a comfort culture. Yeah. That if it's, a little, if it's a little too hot, we turn up the AC. It's a little right. too cold, we turn on the heater. It's like we're we we can't just be with even the weather as it is. We've got to you know adjust it and have the modern luxuries to do that. And and that's something that um, I'm so grateful to have asked for that lesson in my own life and mm -hmm. in one leaving a very comfortable job where I made a lot of money and had security for, you know, the rest of my career to live in a question. And that question led me to even more, you know, discomfort, which is, okay, let's go, let's go to the Himalayas. Okay. Let's go to the Himalayas. Let's lead a group, you know, sure. and, and to trust my own inner resources and the practices of, of yoga, of meditation, well-being, um, to, get me through that and to be able to also help lead others through that. And, and that's for me, it's a passion, it's a purpose. Um, and, uh, 
And so this time is not, it's not that this time isn't challenging for me, but I'm able to, to see that, um, you know, things were never certain. Sure. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, I mean, that's the thing to me is like, we, you know, it's very popular to talk about this as a time of uncertainty and it is. And then, and then, you know, I think, well, every day is uncertainty. Yeah. That's the thing is, and it's all a facade. I feel like this idea that, oh, we had all the certainty and all the stuff that we could control. It was like, really? Like maybe you created that idea for yourself because that would, that sounds good and it makes you feel better. But like in the end, yeah, nothing is certain. There's nothing we can't really control. Now it's, we're seeing it right in front of us. Like maybe it was like a bit at a distance. Yeah. And now it's like, it's full force in front of our face. We can't avoid it. I mean, then that's the difference. And then also, let's also be clear, like a lot of people, well, a, a, a lot of people who um, are not as privileged have been dealing with this fight their entire lives. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So this uncertainty, which is why they, you know, they're looking at, and I'm not going to say get political, but like a lot of the people fighting this, whether it be like privileged people or Trump's. You can get political if you want. We don't But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, wow, you feel persecuted. Like the fact that some of them are holding up like Nazi Germany signs, like as if this is a genocide, come on. Like, um, it's a genocide not to you. It's a genocide to the people that continue to be persecuted actually against the communities that don't have access to healthcare and like equal rights. Like, so let's, let's be clear. There's so many issues in our world right now. And if anything, we have a beautiful opportunity to finally see them Mm -hmm. and, 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 and confront them and say, wow, we fucked up. Yeah, Yeah. we could be better. Instead we're saying, fuck this shit. I don't want to deal with this. Can we just go back to the way it was? It's like, no, we're actually being a gift to like relearn and think and process and like, it's uncomfortable and i think you know that's what the intensity is the intensity is so big yeah Yeah. it's so big right and 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 many of us are i don't want to do this i'd like just they they want to run from it and and that's it's the same thing that we learn in these uncomfortable situations that like be with it right because that's the opportunity to change that's the opportunity to change personally from the inside out and collectively what can we do better together yeah, I love that, and and you know, I didn't, I didn't want to make this too philosophical. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard not to when you you're talking to one, two people that uh, care about going deep, and like we started something called Peace absolutely. Inside Live, and yeah. Jordana's a facilitator and a sound healer, and freaking like, and well, you know me, I'm eccentric as you know, but yes, we do, and, curi- and curious. That's why we love you. <laughs> Um, so what did you expect, Josh? No, no, this is great. I, it's everything I'd hoped <laughs> for. But, um, you know, I think, I mean, I love what you guys are talking about because I think it cuts really to, you know, this moment that we're having as a global society is exposing to us, if we're willing to pay attention to it, so much about ourselves, right? And I think, yeah. you know, this, you said, you know, the idea of when we're going to get back to normal, like I'm having fights with people, not fights, I'm having fun discussions with people on Facebook about like, there's no such thing as getting back to normal. Every day is normal that there's like, there's only today and, you know, and, and you're, you getting back to some ideal. First of all, just the idea of getting back. I should leave that 
alone, right? <laughs> yeah, I just think um, that. It's like being attached to this thing that worked for you, but that not as, right. that's not the reality of where we're at now. We don't know what the next reality is. So just let's But this kind here. of like, we're in danger. The truth is we're in some amount of danger every single day, every moment of our lives, whether it's danger of heart attack or a meteor falling out of the sky or whatever it is, right? And, um, but, pe- but we're so attached to this illusion of security. Yeah. Right. And, 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 I, and, and so, you know, people are afraid to fly, but they're not afraid to drive, even though driving is more dangerous than flying. Right. But it doesn't feel as dangerous. Um, and so we're, we're so attached to these feelings. And so, you know, I, I appreciate the work you guys are doing and I want to talk about peace inside live. Um, you know, but, but I, I, I think that that work is so meaningful because the more we can free ourselves from those attachments to things that aren't real, the more we can actually have a life. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. our, our work is to become intimate with the moment, you know, whatever is here and knowing that maybe, yeah, it's painful, but to move through that pain, to be intimate with that pain, there's, there's at least this experience of it and there's an opening to it. And that opening is ever more blissful than staying in the comfort culture over here. And so that's a lot of what we're, we're working to create with Peace Inside Live. We're creating this space where people can come together and be intimate with the moment, be with what's, what's happening within themselves, teach them the tools of meditation so that they can be with this now, experience it. What does it mean for you? You know, and how can this, how can moving through this challenge, you know, in this community, support your life when this challenge may not exist, but another one will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I disagree. I'm like, I agree with thank you. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, so talk about how this, how this came together and, and uh, what, you know, why do this now? And I, uh, you know, I know I share, I know how busy you are. Uh, Jordana, it sounds like you have plenty to do without adding something else uh, to your plate. So um, how and why and, and uh, kind of talk, talk to us about that. Sure. Yeah. So, so as you know, I'm, I'm quarantined in Phuket, Thailand, and um, I was on my way to Everest Base Camp to run the 2020 retreat. Mm. I stopped here to do um, some other work, some retreats at a wellness center and um, you know, then realized that, hey, Everest isn't going to happen this year. Okay. Well, I went into just being of service online and to teaching free meditations. And um, I had this idea that I could do a virtual retreat. And would anybody even want to come to that? This was before I, I feel like everyone is doing these now, but sure. I, it was you know, circa. Yeah, is that funny? Like circa, like two, it's like, it's, you know, you have an innovative idea and then uh, one week later, it's like, or two weeks later, it's like, okay, well, uh, I guess it's not as innovative. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes but, it feels but like it, that, But yeah. it was, and people people wanted it. Yeah. And, um, and, and we ended up putting it together. I mean, I put it together within about five days. And um, with just five days notice, we had so many people say yes, and, and they all paid. And, and they paid a, a pretty good amount mm-hmm. to be part of this, 30 people. And I thought, and, and it was such a beautiful and inspiring 
um, you know, people raising their hands and then the day and the connection that we had throughout the day of, you know, going about our days and then coming back to the group. I, I call it uh, Sangha. I borrow that word from the, the Buddhists and it just means um, community of people on the path. Mm-hmm. So I say we're, we're a community of people on the path to knowing ourselves on a, at a deeper level and, and holding that space for each other to unfold. And it was, it was so beautiful. I said, I want to do this every day. Mm. And, and I, I was in my own meditation and in that desire to, to create this for people every day, I came up with the idea peace inside live. And, and there were two classes a day and I, I then like sketched it all out. And, um, I don't know, my first instinct after that was, I just took a picture of it and I sent it to Shira. You sent it to me first. <laughs> She's such a she's such a go getter. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. I wanted. You know, that's how she found us, me in the first place. And I have you know ten plus years in the production world, so it's like idea we we execute. So yeah. we just started executing, and 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 now we're also working with the sh- the the shape shifting. How do we get to yeah. shape shift around all of these people who are interested in what we're doing? The community has grown you know, to, um, over a thousand people mm-hmm. in, in one month, you know, and, and how do we engage with these people? What do they, what do they need? What do they want to see? Yeah. And so it's the, it's this constant process of, um, figuring out how we can best serve, um, all of the communities that are here and all of the communities that we want to reach and connect with, um, and to, to give them the, the, the best of the facilitators that we know and that have changed our lives. And I would add checking ourselves in the process because like, and we've talked about this Jordan and I, how like yeah. at every point, like it is a 360 experience because sure. what we offer and what we do and present to people in our work only matters as much as the work we're doing. Right. So if we're like, everything is an extension and it's just like a flow. So it really, this work forces each of us and, and Jordan is obviously doing this more so than I, because I also have a radio show still. <laughs> like I have my, you know, what's trending and I hear you at my, um, uh, when I fill my car up with gas. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I love um, Jordan is a full-time facilitator and yeah. she's doing teacher trainings. So I'm like, she's like in it. I, you know, and, um, but it's been such a beautiful process. And now because we are so passionate about this work and I am like, well, that means I get to be practicing when I'm preaching and like, Mm -hmm. what better way to do that than to create something. And like, I feel like it'd be so inauthentic if we were acting differently than what we were sharing. So that's a constant great feedback loop and process that I've really never had before in this way. So how do you balance, um, uh, these, you know, the idea of, you know, both you, you know, you build businesses, you, you have plans and goals and, and, uh, you know, objectives that you're managing against. And then, you know, then you have an opportunity like this to kind of just jump in and do it and learn as you go. And, um, and I think those are, you know, I love that because those are two different skill sets. And I think, you know, those of us oh, who are, um, we, we need, a, we need both. Um, but, but, you know, I'm curious kind of how you balance, how you've been balancing those things and not, you know, not letting the planning get in the way of the executing and not, not, um, not just executing without kind of knowing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you really tapped into something that's like a constant process 
totally. Like literally, uh, yeah. Yeah, like there's, so there's a few things that, that, you, that for me I trust, right? Like, so I trust, you know, in my ability to facilitate. I trust in my ability to, to guide an experience and be in a room and to even a Zoom room, right? And to understand who's here and how to, yeah. how to, how to navigate that. So that's something that I can trust and let go in. At the same time, you know, like I, again, I worked in advertising and specifically in like software development. Mm. So what we learn in software development is you fail fast, right? right? So don't be afraid to do something and then to figure out, you know, the failure, but really what didn't work. Um, and, and, you know, we set, um, you know, Cheer and I were talking about it today. We, we don't say that a class didn't work um, if the first time it doesn't have you know, um, the attendance that we thought it should have, for example, you know, of course there's standards for a class If a class happens and there's a lot of technical issues or, um, the teacher just, it just, they don't translate on zoom then, then okay. But, um, but we give something, you know, we give it a a chance to open up to see what it is. And that's, you know, two or three, Mm -hmm. um, classes usually. And to say, okay, then how do we, how do we change this? How do we adapt? Did we not, um, advertise in the right way did are we not reaching the right people is the subject matter not what people not what the current audience wants things like this great yeah it's like a constant learning uh process and i think that you it's like for me it's been a really interesting process of like how much am i I attached to certain expectations and like which are so important goals and expectations are important but then also in our work we say don't be too attached that's right so it's like i'm constantly in this mode of like well am i only going to enjoy this because we have a certain amount of people in the room i'm only going to enjoy this if this gets a certain result or am i going to join this for the the practice of really doing what i love doing and like sharing with others and every individual is an is an impact like is that enough or are you measuring your impact by the number but then is that considered ego you know is that based on ego sure so like these are things that i think about and so um that's been a really interesting thing and but i do ultimately think like we want to because we all have things to do we want to make sure we're putting making sure our time's well spent and making sure like we're not burning out and making sure that and we talk about the simplicity. How do we simplify processes? We don't yeah. need to be doing everything. How do you get support? How do you make it so, and this goes back to actually community where it's like, and I'm talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, like even Mark Cuban about this, where this shift from top down to bottom up. Yeah. And what does that mean from a corporate big company perspective or to something like what we're doing, which is building community mm-hmm. and how maybe in the past have been like, Oh, we have these two co-founders and they do this, they make all the decisions. And we're like, is that the really most efficient process like right now? Maybe not. Maybe yeah. there's another way. Like, I think this is a time to figure that out and to be open to ideas, to be open to processes more than ever before. And to not say this is just about me just because I had an idea and I decide to execute on it because maybe I'm putting up, out the resources for it and there's leadership in terms of structural leadership structural leadership does not mean that you get to be the the king on in like on their on your throne Mm -hmm. or the queen on your throne or whatever you know what i mean this is not like the castle is not yours to build it's like it's built by others yeah yeah it's an interesting yeah it's definitely an interesting place to be i mean here 
here we are and in it's been exactly one month since we launched and you know we don't have um the funding to you know pay our facilitators right now True. and and in a sense that's like it's a beautiful thing because we, we just started it with us like we're just like let's just do it <laughs> but we welcome people in who say like i want to be part of this and for the facilitators it's like being part of a collective like yeah. i've got students you've got students yeah. you know i don't teach um for example like um vinyasa yoga right and and maybe some of my meditation students would really like a, vig a more vigorous practice than what I offer. And, and they can have that with Andrew Seeley. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so there's that opportunity to, um, you know, for the facilitators to have exposure to new students, but then for the students to be able to get introduced to very carefully curated um, facilitators. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, collective is really key because so many of the people actually we work with and the facilitators, do work with big companies. They get sure. paid a lot to do what they do. And yet there's still a care and a need to be part of something that's of service. Yeah. And that's something where they're all part of the decision-making. Yeah. So, and, and we have the ability to do that because we just started it now and we're all doing it together. What a beautiful thing. I mean, I'm so glad you bring that up. I think, you know, that that's a huge point that I don't want to overlook, which is that, um, you know, people have different motivations than money. And, uh, you know, it's it's tempting, obviously, in our businesses to just be, be chasing money. But, you know, I've found the same thing, that sometimes when you give the opportunity to make a contribution, people are grateful for it, right? That they, they it's not always about, well, how much am I getting paid? Um, and they're not, they're not always, ex you know, expecting that, but they're often, it's often the reverse. They're often thankful for having had the opportunity to, to help. But we're also Josh, like very transparent. So like our on demand, we even tell everyone, Hey, it's 50, 50 with the facilitators, like put in the facilitator's name, because then we give 50% yeah. of this donation to them. Like we're very clear Great. about everything. And I think that's just a different way to, to do things and i and I, I we're not the first to do that but i just think that we're seeing how and, and jordana having worked with a lot of places seeing how they've done things we're saying like okay they're great models but like we get to do it whatever way we want to right now yeah and in a way that it serves community serves transparency serves communication serves yeah, uh, everything we're doing. And and it's it's a balance you yeah. know because yeah. um there's a lot of free experts out there right now sure. and and that's wonderful but it also it, it devalues the expertise and the people who show up don't put as much value into it and so that's something that that we're figuring out so for example we do something called mindful meetings where oh, yeah. um we this is something we're just launching right now this is a big deal nice <laughs> tell me so about mindful meetings mindful meeting so we go into a meeting and it's either um, we help them to set up the zoom room um, with a sense of focus and where they're focusing with uh, a mindfulness meditation hmm. that's specifically catered to that organization or you know we're doing um you know hour-long workshops and meetings for people to uh, as a way to be the branch of um well-being and culture to oh, cool. give to the office nice. and then for that you know we also have a passion for supporting people who don't 
have access to this. So we're doing two sessions with any nonprofit of your choice um, if you hire us to do a session with your employees so that the impact goes on. Can, can you take me back a little bit and talk to me about your your path from your your easing with Shira to um, working in advertising to, to making yeah. the transition? You know, I'm interested to know kind of how those decisions happen and, and what you've taken with you from one to the next. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thanks for asking that question. So I call it the 180, hmm. which is um, where the idea of 180 retreats comes from. It's creating a, a big change in your life. And, um, you know, I worked in New York City, the storied Madison Avenue advertising, worked with Nike, um, Discover Card, um, uh, big, big brands, S.E. Johnson, mm -hmm. and then moved to Los Angeles. And I was doing the, the same at a big agency. But there was something inside of me from, I noticed it in my early 20s and really in doing the, the passion project of the zine is that there was something else that I was seeking. There was something else that I wanted to do. And, and I was good at production. I was great at it. And that feels good when you're good at something and you get rewarded for it monetarily with, um, you know, increase it, like you're going up the corporate ladder, you're, you're getting to travel all over the country and the world. I mean, it felt really good. But I also had this desire. In fact, I said it one time when I was really burnt out. I was 24. I said, I just want to go to Costa Rica and run a wellness center. <laughs> okay. What? Like, and, and to get back to that question, like that actually came from my work mm -hmm. in, in production is that mm -hmm. I'm sitting with, yeah. um, you know, software engineers and uh -huh. they're explaining how the Nike plus platform works. Right. Right. And, and what's broken. And I have cr like clients who are like, their heads are chopped off right now because none of the data is moving through and I have to understand it well enough that I can then translate, you know, software engineer speak to the client and then come up with a solution at the same time, say, okay, and, and work with both sides in finding the solution that's going to best address the problem, the issue. Um, so that's, you know, there's nothing that I, that I throw to the wind from, from my past. And I also, I also say that like, people, oh, you'd never go back there. You'd never do that again. No, I might mm -hmm. actually, um, be because I, I, you know, in, in taking the, the, the quote unquote spiritual path, what I have learned is, is that I don't close my mind off to anything that right. if my way of being of greatest service and learning up more about myself, understanding myself better so that I can understand others. If that means that I'm going back into advertising, while I don't think that's what is going to happen, then I'm open to that and I'm open to doing the best possible job that I can. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it is a really interesting background to go from that to that. And I do think that helps Jordana connect more with people because it's like, yeah, I've been in those spaces where I was holding onto a job that was like giving me a lot of money and but I was feeling there's something more. Mm -hmm. And that really helps when you yourself are trying to figure that out. And I think we're all trying to figure out. I can't name one person who isn't like, yeah, this is great, but is that it? And like right. sometimes that it is, oh yeah, can I get a better job? But I feel like a lot of times it's more just like, why do I keep striving? Like, mm -hmm. will I ever be happy? Yeah. And so it's it for all of us like there we all have 
a quest for something. There's a question that we're trying to answer mm. in our lives, right? And and so we have to understand what that question is. And so based on whatever that question is, then how do you structure your life around answering that question for yourself? Because mm. it's your movie. Yeah. So you know, for, it's your movie. what's that question for you? <laughs> the question for me is is really how does a, a, a modern day woman reach a state of enlightenment, really? Mm. It's like, how do I become enlightened? How do I, how do I move into the space of greater, of, of more compassion and, and understanding? Yeah. Shira, what's your question? Uh, well, it's you, interesting today. What? No, no, no. What did you no, say? Nope. What were you saying? You. What were you saying, Josh? You first. <laughs> no. I mean, definitely there's always been um, a question of how do I make the most of what I have here while I'm here? Mm. That was definitely something. And that's something that brought me to tears even when I was 18 in Spain after smoking some hash, you know, like I was like, I was like, I need to get, I was with my friends. I was like, I need to take a moment. And I had my first like introspect moment. I was like, just crying, watching Mm. with the water. And I was on the beach alone. That that might've been the hash. You know, whatever it was, it brought out my first like moment where I was just like so overwhelmed by the gratitude, yeah. but also overwhelmed by what that meant in terms of, like if I can't be happy or like feel like I made the most of this, then like what that what's wrong with me? Like there was this weird conflicting feeling of those two things of like I have so much, so much you're grateful for, and yet how can I make the most of these tools? And like yeah. feeling very overwhelmed by that. And I remember that moment so well. And I think that consistently through everything, it's always been about curiosity and then always about, yeah, there's definitely been moments of just like, how do I uh, gain? And the gaining could might've been just like, how do I make my Q4 numbers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. And then in the midst of that, it was like, and then when I hit that, it was like, how do I gain again? And how do I gain purpose? And so yeah. I think I kept on flipping that switch, flipping that switch, flipping that switch until I was like, what the, I'm going to be continuing to flip this my whole life. And at a certain point, one needs to be the foundation. And I think, you know, definitely it's been more purpose, mission, value driven. And now coming out of that, it's like, how do I find integration or even have our tools and our process we go through to realize like, yeah, I'm feeling frustrated. I feel that it doesn't mean like diminishing those feelings or deleting them it's saying like there is a process i go through to allow it to happen to sit in it like how can i be the calm in the storm and we've always said this but like i feel like you know i was just had my therapy session earlier today and i said to her you know i would just love to escape to hawaii i just need a one week off i'm feeling burnt out i just want one week off can Mm. we just and she goes yeah that'd be great but what if you can't get that week off so what you know, yeah, you feel peaceful in all these place, places and spaces, but like, what if the challenge here and the gift here is to bring that to these spaces that are challenging for you and that you typically want to escape? So what if the escape is actually bringing these tools to those spaces? And that's, it's not the escape. It's actually the finding yourself in the grounding. And like, what are the tools you can do to like, to ex- exist in it and live through it and mm-hmm. find joy in it? So it's like, that is the, is the exercise right to go through versus saying like how can i escape this or leave it yeah 
Yeah. Uh, Ram will say that, you know, our life is our curriculum. So mm. you know, yeah. here in quarantine, it's like, how, how do you use this to, um, to find that understanding? Cause that, and, that's where the work is, right? The teachers in the building, if you're feeling frustrated or annoyed or like you're not your best self, well, is it yeah. possible? If you're digging this one, uh, Shira Lazar is actually a previous guest on the show. Shira is the founder of What's Trending. She's a social influencer. She works with social influencers. She's an expert, bona fide expert in that space. And we talked to her a couple years ago. That's a fun interview if you want to go back and check that one in the Rebel Radio archives. What? Um, so you've been doing this for a month now. Um, what have the big surprises been? Um, I would say number one is, is how much work it is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> didn't, it's like, I don't know, what was I expecting? You know, sure. it's like you start a company and it's like, we yay. always, we always forget. Oh yeah. You also think you're like, this is a community thing, which it is, but there's still like organizational leadership. There still needs to be some people people figuring stuff out and doing stuff. And yeah. yeah, it is a lot of work. And, and also this feeling like it's never enough. Like there is a feeling these days I've been feeling like it's never enough. Like every day, like I could be doing more. And then you once again need to bring kindness and compassion to yourself. Yeah. And like, and just because we are in a space of mindfulness doesn't mean we still hurt and don't feel and like we might not mess up or do something that isn't mindful. And then we check ourselves, which is what I mentioned. Sure. Um, Surprises also like how many facilitators we look at or like you would never do like you're huge you're so big like mm-hmm. you and they are like I want to do this let's do it like there's so many amazing talented gifted facilitators that are working with some of the top spots and they're like yeah yeah I mean the woman it. who trained me in yoga in 2000 gosh 2008 she just started on our platform so this is a woman who's a master teacher trainer. Nice. Um, who's on our platform. So we have just like, we have the best, you know, some of the best of the best. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think that's big. I think you, um, you know, we talk on this show, we talk a lot about, you know, entrepreneurship and, and uh, you know, the, how important it is to, to ask for things, right. Mm. To, to speak up. And that holds a lot of people back because, you know, whatever, but, but to me, the big un- insight is not that you have to be bold and ask, but it's that oftentimes people appreciate being asked. Mm. But I would also add Josh, because like I get asked to be part of so many things, like in terms of like, hey, would you, and like things that, not just about being part of like participating, but like put your effort. Yeah, sure. Like this is going to yeah. be a lot of work. And, and we can only put our time into so many things. And I think this, like everything that I've done, you know, you go in it and you're like, wow, this is harder than I thought, or right. this is gonna be a lot of work. But what allows us to push through whatever challenges is that we believe in the purpose. And that's why it goes back to like mission driven, purpose driven value. Like yeah. I'm excited to share this because I believe in it. And I'm like, I, I love this work. And so it's easy to share that with people versus sure. like how many times you get hired by a company, like connecting to your influencers and the people, you know, and then like they'll pay me, but still like, if I'm not really 
don't believe in it or if I don't feel like it's connected to my value system, I feel like there's a lack of integrity in sharing that with people. And so I'm willing to make bold moves with something like this most of the time. I mean, all the time because I'm like, what do I have to lose? These are things that I like love doing and that I'll be integrating my life all the time, whether this is around or not. So there's no like if, ends, buts about it or like debates around the importance of these things. And if you do think it's a debate or you're not sure about it, or you're like, "Mm, this doesn't jive with you, then that's just not your thing. And I respect that. So it's just been a completely different process of like sharing or pitching or outreach. And like, and Jordana knows this, like I, I, and because she's also done a lot of brand work, but I was working with so many brands on influencer stuff and marketing with what's trending. And that was getting like very draining because I was like, do I really give a shit? Like, do I really care to like have another social media post about like a random product that like, (laughs) or even though, to be honest, even the agency or that that person is just being hired to Right. that like we're all sure. kind of being hard to sell this thing and it feels like very much work oriented and transactional yeah. and now it's like i get to pitch those brands and ability to work uh with us or with their teams around bringing mindfulness to people their their own teams or their consumers and i'm like i would totally like pitch the hell out of this because it's something that i believe like it's a never-ending cycle of a need mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's not like a tra- like you know, it's a trend, quote unquote, yeah, like finally it. mindfulness and sure. all the stuff is being seen and heard. Great. But like, does it ever end? I hope not. Like, why would, like, why would that ever end? Yeah. yeah. And I think that, and it's, what's so beautiful is there are a lot of other people in this space and a lot of other platforms that are popping up and not, I, I say great mm-hmm. because, um, it means that there's more need, yeah. right? There's more demand. And, um, I, I think that the the number of consumers looking for mindfulness or meditation programs, looking for peace of mind, I, I hope that number becomes 100% of, of this world. And how can we help? How can we support in 100% of this world looking for these resources? And then how can we support? How can we all you know band together to support in that? Yeah. And I think we're in a time of co-creation and collaboration and... Uh, and to think that it's about competition is just not seeing what, you know, you're losing right. the purpose of why you're doing it. And so yeah. we all need to check ourselves in that when you're like, oh, there's this, that, that. And it's important to be sure. aware, but yeah. like, you're, that's life. Everyone's doing everything. And like, once again, you can't look at it like that, including that'd be so hypocritical being in a space that is all about like, you know, we're telling people like to not compare themselves to others because that mm-hmm. doesn't create peace. Like that just creates suffering right. and that every individual is beautiful. Every, we're all, you know, we all each have something to offer because we're each a miracle and a gift. And so then to then go back and say, but F that company or of this, like other people are yeah. doing this, then it would be like, wow. All right. You're obviously not practicing what you're preaching. You know, it's all fake sure. and authentic. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you think about that as far as, um, you know, business by nature is, is somewhat competitive. Um, and at the same time, so, so how do you, you know, it, I think, um, I imagine you agree. It's important to kind of watch what other people are doing and, uh, and see either what you can learn from them or what, what you're missing or what they're missing. And, and you know, for a business to survive, it has to provide, has to fill a need, right? That either isn't being filled or isn't being filled the same way or in the same space or whatever, right? Um, 
so how do you how do you kind of balance those two things? Yeah. Well, you know, one is is that I, I think the need is increasing yeah. for this. And um, especially in this kind of, uh, you know, work, we will relate to different people. And so um, I might not relate to a, a certain brand or even the, the teachers that they have there. Mm -hmm. But we, you know, it's like, I'd rather go to that restaurant. You know, that's where that's where I feel more peaceful and at home. And, right. and great that we have like this entire row of restaurants that are open that, that can be catered to the, the individual needs based on, you know, it's really all based on story. It's like, it's, it's what's the story that I'm relating to and, right. and that I want to become a part of. And I would even say like, maybe if we didn't look at it, obviously there's transactions and things that need to happen for things to be supported in processes. And like, but I think right now it's like, it's community first and mm -hmm. like it you can't build anything without care and community right. and so it's like and yeah if that that drives a business there's a business around it like we we talk about this a lot with our facilitators and ourselves like you know how do we look at this is it a collective like what does this all mean and obviously it relates back to like i there are bills that need to be paid and things that need to happen but like, do we really want to do it and approach it the way that like everything's always been approached or like the way people are like, yeah, there's a strategy in a business. There's obviously intention and thought go that goes into things, yeah. but I think we're trying to think up more outside the box, or at least I am in terms of like, how do I want to live my life? And what do, how do I want to look at the things that I'm doing every day and bringing to people? Mm -hmm. And if that appears as a business, great. It might end up existing as something else like we're allowing it to kind of flourish the way it needs to flourish and obviously taking advantage of all our skills and expertise and our passions in that yeah so yeah we're bringing things to businesses like this mindful meeting that we thought because we were like you know what one of friends slash advisor was like you know those llamas going to meetings like you know like that like what if you just brought like mindfulness in that way where you can just do like a 10 minute in your meeting so we we're like, yeah, that'd be fun. And like, and of course we're thinking about how can we support our facilitators? How can we pay mm -hmm. people? How can we make sure we can continue growing this because we see the need <clears throat> and that's where the business grows. Not from us saying there's a business around this. We need right. this business. Sure. It's saying that we see a need. We see people that need to be supported and we want to create a structure around that and a sustainable structure around that. And, and I think that that's what this time really calls for. You know, we're in this time where we see that old structures have not worked so well mm -hmm. and that we need to, we are actually all really, truly connected that, that, you know, the, the reason I didn't fly back to America when, um, I was given the, the choice of it's like, Hey, if you don't leave now, you're going to get stuck for a while. Right. There was so much fear, but I thought to myself, like when I really tapped in, I thought, okay, well, the chance of me contracting COVID-19, if I travel 50 hours it's going to take me stop 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 all around the world right now when everybody's rushing high very very likely i could contract it and then mm -hmm. how many people am i going to spread that to mm -hmm. and and the truth is is that i'm pretty young and healthy and that i'm going to be okay but but how's that going to impact others and and that's how we have to think yeah you know that's how we have to think in yeah. in our business and our lives like yeah that's 
that's the way I think, you know, that's, that's how I'm going to answer my own question. And I think that we, we probably all have our questions where an answer like that of how we can be with one another and, and connect and understand that we share this common humanity. It, it's going to help us to answer our own questions in this life. Interesting. And I'll add even Josh, like we could have so many strategies up the wazoo and plans and like, does it really like, like then we might see something that doesn't work and then it's like, oh, there goes all the month of planning. Right. Like, so we come into it with our intention, our value system, what we're wanting to build. And we're saying, these are our options and plans that could work. And then guess what? We can only be so attached to those things. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, if we think that this big, this big, you know, party that we're planning um, on the platform is is going to bring, you know, for example, we think that we're going to bring India and America together in these practices of well-being. We've partnered with a big wellness company cool. in India, potentially some really huge media partners. Yeah, it's that's like this big interest, and and it very well may be. Yeah, we got something wrong, you know. It's we have sure. we have big plans, and we're doing our best to to move towards that. And we have we have ideas of how we want to connect people, and and I yeah. think that if one thing doesn't work, we just keep going, we keep trying, and that's mm. that's um, the nature of our own you know resilience and the people that we surround ourselves with. Yeah, shift gears for a minute. I um, so I you know I started doing yoga and meditating uh, in 1990, and that was the mm. time when you know people looked at you crazy. Like there was no, you know, there wasn't, I don't think there was even yoga works at the time. Um, oh, you were an early adopter. I was, <laughs> I got, I mean, found it, it in 1990. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, that's a, that's a whole nother story, but yeah, I got, I, I got into it pretty early. Um, and so, you know, now it's, uh, you know, we have Christy Turlington and, you know, we had Russell Simmons until, uh, whatever, until he fell apart, but um yeah, you know sure. yoga's like i forgot about russell simmons he was um uh you know but it's become mainstream to a certain extent um you know yoga mindfulness um where do you guys think we are in the trend like how what's what's it going to be 10 20 years from now in terms of our our relationship to these concepts as a as a society. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, the hope is that people are more are awake and compassionate to themselves and others. I have a hope for that. I'm just wondering but, how, like, yeah, you know, know, I think, you know, where we live, Shira, you know, certainly where you are, Jordana, yeah, it feels like is, it's everywhere. You know what? My but hope, it, Josh, but is that at least we're aware of the privilege and we make it more accessible to people mm. that who need it and that don't think it's just a bunch of like, yeah, hipster Venice people that can do it. Right. Because well, then I, I, yeah, what? Yeah, we'll also like take a look, right, Josh? I mean, you, the the point is is quite clear. In 1990, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and and when I started yoga in 2005, um, it, yoga was yoga, and it was right. like, oh, this is something yeah. that I'm yeah. I'm good at. You know, like I, I, that's how I thought. I'm like, oh, I'm good at this. It's like a sport. Um, yeah, but I didn't I didn't associate yoga with meditation even right. then, right. and and actually, you know, yoga. If you, you look at the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, which is one of the guiding books of, of our yoga practice, mm -hmm. there's only one sutra that speaks about the yoga asanas or the yoga postures. And it's right. in order to sit comfortably 
so we can meditate. Yeah. And so it's it's this journey of like, what's the way in? And once we we get in, it opens our eyes, and and it's it's become a ripple effect. The yoga industry is you know it's a a billion dollar industry, right? Right. And in, right. and in 1990, it was like, you're weird. You look like a pretzel. Yeah. You know. Totally. Um, so so I think it's growing, and I think in 20 years it it'll be. Um, standard that every company has a mindfulness program that's just part of it maybe you've even got human resources yeah. and then mindfulness because it's different sure and, my hope, and, even, and i would even say schools like my hope is instead you know we, and prison systems like i just think there's so many uh, things that we use certain dis uh, disciplining and punishment for yeah that i would love more mental health and mindfulness to be put into play like that to be a focus and then accessibility and like the reality of us saying like Oh, there's a reason why maybe certain groups of people have fallen into this trap because we haven't set themselves them up to win. Right. And like, uh, my hope is it's for it to be as accessible as possible in like all schools and all communities. And I do believe then the right people will be drawn to it, but at least like give everyone a chance. Nice. Well, I love it. Love to see what you guys are building. Uh, I'm excited to to see where it goes next. I want to do a little quick lightning round before I let you oh, go. Oh, okay. Um, Shira, I think we asked you these questions, so I, I met. So a, yeah, I could I, hang out. No, I found, but I found some new ones that uh, <laughs> oh. will will subject you, need you to more wine and food. Okay, yeah, go. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jordana, since we haven't asked you these, what's your okay. favorite city to travel to? Mm. <laughs> um, I love Koh Phangan, Thailand. Okay. Yeah, um, it's not quite a city, but uh, sounds lovely. But I love it. Nice. It's it's amazing. It's it's a place where you walk barefoot everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Really? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least cool. the, the bay. The bay is where I go. Um, Hatien Bay is is a magical place. So you said city, but that was the first place that kind of came up to yeah, mind. Yeah, no, that's all right. Um, also, New York City. New York City, I love visiting. Um, my old home, my old stomping grounds. And um, of course, my home most of the time is Los Angeles, California. And there's a reason for that, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a favorite DJ? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> um, how about a favorite uh, live uh, music that you've, that music you've ever seen live? Oh, the best music I've ever seen live. I've seen so many good shows. Yeah. From, um, man, I was on stage with Aerosmith a few times, like in the early what? 2000s. Because you were in the music industry. Yeah, I, I managed a band for a while um, and I worked in um, music marketing. Oh, cool. Uh, so I had some really good opportunities there. I love live music. That's like, I think my other dream career besides what I'm doing would be to be probably in A&R or new media for at a record label. That's funny. That's what they used to call it back in the day, new media. <laughs> oh, yeah. They made the yeah. CD-ROMs. Um, I've worked in music my whole career, and I, uh, I don't like live music. That's a, oh, really? That's a whole other conversation. Wow. Um, oh, my gosh. There's, there's, like, nothing better for me. Like, live music and, and, and moving the body, yoga. I mean, it's, like, it's heaven for me. All right. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've seen so many shows. Um, I've seen pretty much all the, all the greats. Um, in my day, I've met Graham Nash, mm. which was an incredible experience from Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Death Cab for Cutie uh, is one of my favorite bands. I saw them in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which was oh yeah, just that's cool, an epic show. Um, yeah. What's the last great book you read? Hmm. Hmm. See, now I'm thinking Shira just read The Surrender Experiment, which is such a, so a great good. book. That was well, now a you wild. stole her answer because I was going to ask her to update her. Oh, uh, well, I could also say I'm looking at my books right now, right here. I mean, I also I read um, Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Oh, you did? How was that? I have it. All right. I need to write. I have it sitting there literally. Yeah. And the Netflix documentary does it. Oh, no justice. Shoot. Did you watch that documentary? I did. It was, I mean, I nothing. Have, I need so much to, all right, the I really need to do that. It's so beautiful. It's, it's, it's really, um, it's a book for anyone who's, who's trying to tell their story or who, who wants to understand their story. And, and she, she does a, a wonderful job of, I mean, I, I think that's her message. Her message is that we all have a story that's, uh, I love it. So, yeah. Shara, what's the last great book you read? Well, I'm reading, I read The Untethered Soul. Now I'm in The Surrender Experiment. And before that, I read um, When when Things Fall Apart. Oh, cool. This is a classic. But for some reason, I discovered all these classics at 36 years old. Yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. Um, Jordana, what movie have you seen the most in your life? What movie have I seen the most in my life? I can um, <laughs> no. Yeah, what would you uh, say? It's probably like, you know, like when I would like binge watch movies was the 90s. So yeah. probably Wayne's World. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God. I would love to watch that again. Yeah. I, can I say mine? I think of course it you is. Can. I honestly think it might be Home Alone because <laughs> I feel like I watch it every holiday. You know what I mean? It's such a like classic. I used to watch it with Bart a lot. Mm. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Uh, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Uh, okay, I love this. I, it's between two. For me, it would be either to be able to speak every, I probably this one, to be able to speak every language oh. on the planet. That's so um, good. That's cool. Be like a, to have conversation in any language on the planet. I have another one, but the what language. is the other one? What's the other one? The other one. The other one would be to be able to pick up an instrument and be a virtuoso. Oh, that too. That I think I'm going to go those because I was thinking more about like <laughs> qualities, like being able to be a better. I would say like a better listener or like something like being able to be so like like. Zet, like totally chill where every everything I do is just like there and everyone's like whoa everything happens she's just there and like mm. which I know is possible okay. for me if I see it but there is that you know that that zen vibe where it's like you're a what, how like a you want to be as a, a zen like master or like guru like or like like Dalai Lama I don't know if Dalai Lama is a good example but where literally they sit oh, there. Is a great example. <laughs> but like sitting there in silence and just like by sitting there, you just can like say everything. Totally. All right, Shira, yes. I have one for you. Are, oh, what? are you so self-assured that sometimes it annoys other people? Am I what? Are you so self-assured that it sometimes annoys other people? I don't think it's self-assured. I think I get 
uh, and Jordana knows this, I get very instinctively stubborn with my thoughts where I'm like, I need to share this now. And like, I, I think this, like I, or you'll say something and be like, but no, but there's really something in me that thinks something else that I need to share it right now. So that's like, I guess you could say people might think that's self-assured, but, or that they think that, I don't know what that is. That's just, um, I don't even know if it's confident. What do you think, Jordana? It's just. I think it's enthusiasm. Yeah. It could be a bit blind enthusiasm. <laughs> okay. Um, here's another one. Do your past failures still worry you? Uh, sometimes I kind of get in the place of like, it doesn't, you know, there's no point of focusing on them. But sometimes I do think I will go on in a rabbit hole, depending on how I feel like randomly. And I'll think, yeah, I wonder what that would have been like if that had worked out. But. There's no point, really. Those are questions from the Scientology questionnaire. Are you kidding? Borrowed. Shut that. Um, no, they are. <laughs> are found, you kidding? Are you Scientologists? No, no, no. I just I found those online one time I was researching questions. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, not all of them, just those last two. Uh, okay, last one. Uh, Sherry, I think you told me, but you can, you can tell us again, and Jordana, you as well, if I worked for you, Maybe let's say I worked at uh, Peace Inside Live. What's something I would hear you say over and over? What's going on with the newsletter? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did we actually confirm the newsletter for tomorrow? <laughs> like that's like literally, no, but Jordana, actually we need it. Oh. Uh, yeah, did we? I don't know. Like that's it's always about the newsletter, the newsletter, the newsletter, and how many RSVPs are there? <laughs> oh, it's like I wake up in the morning. How many RSVPs for the morning class? I'm like, I'm out walking. Yeah, <laughs> how many RSVPs? Like, like it's yeah. six thirty. <laughs> how many RSVPs? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's the the newsletter and the RSVPs are very much. <laughs> Nice. Well, thank you both for doing this. Really excited to see what you're building. Um, everybody listening should go check out Peace Inside Live. Peaceinside.live. Take a class. Make a donation. Yeah. And there right now we're, we're also on Instagram at Peace Inside Live. And Monday through Friday, we're doing a 20-minute, about 20-minute um, interview with one of the facilitators or someone who's doing great work in the mindfulness field and, and a meditation and intention setting for the morning. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Thank you Thank so you much, Josh. Yeah, really ab great. absolutely. So much fun talking to you both. Hey, that was Shara Lazar and Jordana Ream of Peace Inside Live on Rebel Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, leave us a review, a comment on iTunes, Spotify, all that. Uh, you can hit us up at Rebel Radio Net on Twitter, Facebook, pretty much anywhere you can think of. Well, just just those two, actually. Instagram. Um, you know, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know somebody you'd like to hear on the show. Let us know. I don't care. Just tell us something. Uh, most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace.